Well, it's an exciting time right now. A couple days ago, we started our novena leading up to Pentecost. So this next Sunday, it's going to be a big day for the parish. And there's a lot of beautiful things going on right now. Being Ascension, we got graduation this week. Uh, so as I was looking at the calendar, like six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, I was like, you know what, Monsignor's probably going to need a break from me for a little bit. So uh, I got away for a few days last week. And on my way back on Friday night, I was in O'Hare. And, you know, I'd had a flight and then a layover. So it's like three hours. And then another flight, it's like five hours. And you're wearing your favorite mask that whole time in the airport and the airplanes. It's like, I need some fresh air. So I go outside at Terminal 3 at O'Hare and just take my mask off, breathe a little bit. And I'm sure we've all had this situation take place. You know, a young gentleman came up to me and he said, I'm really sorry, uh, my plans have changed and the person who's supposed to be picking me up is having car problems. Do you have any money to spare for me to take a taxi to where I'm trying to go? And this is a difficult situation. You know, you've got to make a judgment call on those types of things. And when I studied in Rome for three years, had a lot of experience with it where we would walk every single day about a mile and a half to class and we would run into the Romani, the gypsies uh, who live in Rome from, from Eastern Europe. And, you know, many times you knew it was probably a part of organized crime and you don't want to participate in that, but you want to also recognize that this is a human person who deserves to be treated uh, as a daughter or a son of God. And that tension of, you know, how can you relate to them? How can you let them know that you see them as a person and want to love them as, as, a, as a fellow uh, child of God? So maybe you buy a sandwich or try to have a conversation and get to know them a little bit. Because at the same time, you don't want to allow your dignity to be taken advantage of where someone is lying to you and using your money for various purposes that are not that you intended to give it to them. So it's a tough situation. It's a tense situation. It's an awkward situation that we've been in. You know, sometimes you feel like I shouldn't give money. And other times you're like, did I just walk away from Christ? So I had this moment and uh, I usually keep a few small bills in my wallet just in case something comes up. And I said, you know what? I want to believe this guy. So I gave him a small amount of money and thought that would be it. I said, God bless you. I hope you can get where you go. And, um, he went on his way and I went and finally got my luggage after a while and then uh, in trying to get an Uber, I realized that Terminal 3 doesn't have Ubers. So I got to walk all the way down to Terminal 2 with my luggage and my shoulders are hurting and my life is really hard, right? So I'm going to Terminal 2 and I'm right there and I'm there where the, the Ubers come in and I see the young gentleman who I had uh, spoken with about a half an hour, 35 minutes, 40 minutes before that. Uh, and I was like, oh, look at but really quickly, I noticed that um, his entire body language had changed and that his state uh, of mind had altered. And unfortunately, it became quite apparent that this was kind of the, the worst situation where this is someone who has problems with substance abuse. And I don't know what exactly it was, but he was clearly using at that moment. And uh, my heart just broke for him. It was really sad. He wasn't doing well. He didn't look good. I thought he was going to fall over. Um, he just looked terrible. And for a second, you have another judgment to make. You know, do I go and try to be with this person? And, um, you know, just in the craziness of the world that we live in right now, I kind of had to make a decision that I don't know what would happen if I went and tried to talk to him in the state that he was in. So I'm just going to stay here and pray for him. 
And it may have been 30, 45 seconds, but my heart was just so low in that moment watching this person, um, you know, whatever is going on in this person's life that it's led to that being the way that he's able to distract himself or um, find an ease to the pain. It's hard. It's hard. So it, was really, it really sat with me as I got in the Uber and prayed with them as I left. And last Friday and Saturday, just praying, Lord, this is so terrible. You know, what is this? And there may be another homily a different day where we talk about this is a problem in our culture. I buried a 31-year-old not that long ago to an overdose. And talking to the funeral director, it's, it's happening more and more. It's very sad. And I think we all probably know someone who's struggling with that sort of thing right now. But as I went to our Lord and really just said, what is going on here with this, with this searching, this longing, this trying to uh, heal the wounds or mask the wounds that is going on in this moment? And you know, really I realized that there's not that big of a difference between what goes on in our heart and that. You know, it can be easy to sit from afar back and go, you know, there's people who have mental illnesses, they're homeless, uh, substance abuse addictions, alcohol, you know, that's terrible. Maybe you do something, maybe you pray for them. But when we think about it, there's really, ever since the ascension, when our Lord returned to heaven, we're all longing to have this relationship with God, we're longing to have that Father in our life, and we could turn to so many places. And when we turn to sin, brothers and sisters, it's even worse than watching someone go through something so sad is not doing well after, after doing um, substance use like that. St. Paul says, we can't worry about the things that affect the body if we're not worrying about the things that affect the soul. And oftentimes, we don't think about all the different temptations, addictions, sin that we lean into to distract ourselves, to masquerade our pain. And all might look fine on the, on the front, might have a pretty good life going on, the facade anyway, but on the inside, we're hanging on by a thread. I think of St. Therese of Lisieux, who said some of the worst sinners, uh, she'd have been right there with them if her situation was just that much different. Or Fulton Sheen, who was giving a retreat to prisoners and at the beginning, he started the retreat by saying, brothers, the only difference between you and me is that you got caught. We're all sinners. We all need to be healed. And we're thinking about how we're asking the Holy Spirit to come into this parish, into our families, into this community. Because maybe a few of you, this rings true what I'm talking about, or you know someone in your family who this is. But it certainly is happening all over this community where people are striving for a relationship with Christ. They're looking for Him. They may not know it, but they are. And what we're doing at the parish right now, building off of what Monsignor talked about last week, is we're starting to set up a culture, a community, a family in this parish going forward that allows ourselves to stamp this parish and this community as a place for every single person, every single child of God to come and know that they're home, that they're loved by the Father, and that whatever they're dealing with, this is the answer. This is home. Now, that's a high goal. That's a beautiful goal. 
and the goals that we've been working on and praying towards, the Holy Spirit has even higher ones than we can imagine. And how do we do that? Well, first and foremost, we have to look at our own lives. First and foremost, we have to realize, how am I living as a son or a daughter? How am I living as a husband or a wife? How am I living as, as a mother or a father? And in those first roles, in those first roles, when we can realize, you know, yeah, there's some things in my life that I need to change. There's that addiction that I use to distract me. There's that entertainment that I use to just fill up the time. That's not what the Lord wants you to do with your day. How you can live your life. But as we continue to pray as a family, as a community, as a parish, getting closer to Pentecost, we ask the Holy Spirit to shatter any barriers. For us to be taken to a new level closer to the heart of Christ, to be able to really change this community. But it starts with us. The Holy Spirit has incredible plans for this parish. But in order to do that, we've got to get our foundation. If there's something that we're holding back we need to take to the confessional, to surrender it to God, we've got to do it. If it's been a long time and you're just like, I ain't going to the priest, then you need to go to the priest because it's not the priest you're there to see. It's Jesus who wants to take away that burden, who wants to set you free. The Holy Spirit is coming. Are you ready? Come Holy Spirit.